Hey, Kath. Hey, Don. Sophie and Nico Nico's here in the high chair so um Kathy yes I'm exhausted yes I feel like I'm not in my body I am too old to do the work that I did yesterday that's called soul travel spirit traveling is it or just call you know (laughs) called called like being dressed for too long (laughs) for Pete's sake but I did have a fun experience that um like pulled me right out of my moment when apparently a fan of ours, really a fan of First yours, of all, yes, well. was like out of nowhere I, at my regular job, somebody leaned in the window, which is usually the window of complaints. Oh. So I kind of expected a complaint. <laughs> and she was like, I love you on the podcast. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> it totally took me out of my real life. I love that. It was very nice. It was just like the nice. time we got I got chased after at the bank. Yes. Oh, hey, you're from the Sisters Are In. Super fun. I was like, I am one of them. Okay. I am the one sister. Oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> I am one of them. <laughs> <laughs> so he just made a really funny laugh. I am one of them. Okay, so um, Sophie, we're on a podcast. I know. You have She's no regret. making coffee. First of all, Sophie has, she really suddenly thinks, she thinks, thinks we're on a like reality real show. Li- it's real life. I don't think people want to listen to the coffee thing. <laughs> I don't think anybody wants to listen to feel like no. real life. They want to get out of real life for a minute. And here our life. Okay. Maybe not. Here's here. I um, was so tired today. I realized if I didn't get out of the house early, I was just going to stay in bed with the covers over my head and not come here and record this today. So well, I'm proud of you. So I was like, thank well, you for taking it for the team. Because we're, yeah, <laughs> we have a wedding to go to down in New Jersey. Christopher. Um, he, I know I'm so distracted by Sophie. Um, I realized I had to get my car inspected don't you feel like an adult this is a bunny trail don't you feel such an adult if you get your car inspected before the 30th or the 31st of the month i feel surprised I'm i feel surprised it's like myself. october what is it october 6th or 7th 7th 8th i don't know what well, today I'm very is proud of you and i got my car I'm inspected so proud of you i was so adult before the like fuck i gotta do that <laughs> moment and you so know when I, I usually end up when there's when you know you're going to get stopped because they have that stopping thing. Yeah. The cops. <laughs> and I go, I look and I try to do a U-turn. Yeah. I'm always the one that has to do the U-turn. <laughs> so I said, OK, I'll do my errands. So uh, with the car, because before we take the trip and I realized that you are of a certain age when gassing up the car is a chore. <laughs> it's like an errand. <laughs> I realized I made no, fun of resp- dad. I, <laughs> I used to make fun of dad when I was like, what are you doing today? He's like, well, I got to go out later and put gas in the car. <laughs> I was like, what? Why don't you just put gas in the car next time you're going? And I remember him being like, no, that messes everything up. And I remember being like, that is dumb. And, and now I am that person. Now you're that person. Right. You, you become so your parents. I do become, you become your I parents. Know. And that's exactly the story I'm about no. to tell. Am I psychic? <laughs> am i saying is my third eye up not according to the women that uh <laughs> we met this past weekend okay no you did blow them away we'll talk about that later but um so we do become our parents and yeah so this is this is the mind tangent i went on 
when I was getting my oil changed inspection today and I had time <laughs> yeah. to think with myself because I was too tired to read. <laughs> and okay, so okay. do you know that a few years ago, I'm not, I'm assuming that you didn't see the documentary. See, that's Pardon what I me. don't like is when you think <laughs> I'm not watching something. Okay. So, Mom, did you watch the documentary? Did you watch the documentary yet? about crows recognizing human faces? No, I never watched <laughs> that. I never saw that. I don't really watch the documentaries. Right. Like okay. But don't you assume. You just made my I, point. I may surprise Listen, you. I know you. Give me the benefit of the doubt sometimes. Just sometimes. I'm going to say okay. So, just so I can move on. Okay. okay. So... Years within the last twenty years or so, yeah, there was an experiment uh, with scientists who wanted to see if crows could remember human faces. That's pretty fascinating. Very fascinating because you know how smart crows are. Crows are so <laughs> fucking smart. How smart are they? Said the Match Game audience. <laughs> so smart. They're so smart that they recognize people that wow. they don't like and then they mob them. Oh my god! You know, like attack in a mob. Okay, so that's fun. That's a fun. Wow. That's a fun thought. Hence the birds. Okay. So, what these um, scientists did, and you can look it up, and I'm sure I'm not getting everything correct, but I wasn't in it, so shut up. But um, who are you telling the us? Men, the First people, the people who would message us and tell me what the mistakes we make. Anyway, so that's a way to win these a crowd. Scientists that's <laughs> a way to win a crowd. We all know how much I care about the crowd. <gasps> Oh my god. I do care I about the crowd, but I don't care. I'm not looking for acceptance, okay? Let's just leave it that. I don't anyway, let I don't me know tell how to the fix story. This. I don't know how to fix this. Let me tell the story. Okay. Some things you don't need to fix. Okay. Okay. So, they would put rubber masks on. And then they would be assholes to the crows, okay? And then they would wait for some time and then they would be their regular selves around the crows and everyone's fine. But every once in a while, they would put the mask on, and then everybody starts freaking out, and then they kind of attack the guy. They swoop. Wow. Okay. That's crazy. Now, that's not the crazy part. Here's the crazy part. They discovered that when those crows had babies, the babies reacted to the man in the mask exactly the same way. No way. And they even, like you think, like, that you think like, oh, well, they saw their parents attacking them. They did separate experiments to make sure that they were not influenced by their parents. I'm literally intrigued by this. Yes. That's crazy. I even did some screen grabs. Oh, my gosh. So what's the story? Because it's nobody published. Can watch well, it. if people want to know, it's published in the Proceedings of the Royal Society. That's interesting. Shows that birds can share that knowledge of... Uh, Dangerous humans with other crows. Okay. Hold on a second. Um, at the university, blah, blah, blah. Uh, before trapping the birds, the researchers donned different rubber masks specific to each site. A caveman face, for example. When the birds were caged, nearby crows circled in the site and sounded alarm calls. The team then tested the crows' reactions to the masks. Over the first two weeks, about 26% of the crows, blah, 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 with a harsh and repeat, they blah, 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 exactly. I don't know what you're I'm saying. I'm trying right to find now. the. I'm trying to find the. I have the, no uh, idea what you're doing right now. Um, I took screen grabs of the experiment, and I wanted to talk about the kids of the crows. Okay. 
So we have to talk about it. Yes, <laughs> I am. I know. I, this I'm, is, you're I'm putting so too tired. Much pressure. So, like okay. All right. Turns out that if young crows born after the trapping incident saw their parents scolding the researchers they joined in, and even in the cases where the adult birds had left the nest, the fledgling crows could still scold the dangerous humans. So even if the older crows were not around, these young crows um, d still maintains the like being scared of those masks like well, they knew it inherently well no 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 they knew it inherently that's the point so okay so here's my point i don't know what the hell's going ready on. for the point yes okay that's the background okay when i got in my car this morning i made a conscious decision to not get gas at stewart's because i knew <laughs> it was three cents cheaper <laughs> at quick check <laughs> Okay, here's here's that. All right, that makes sense to a lot of people. Right. But I ask you, people, why? In the end, if I put eleven gallons of gas in my tank, I would save thirty-three cents. Okay, I drive two miles out of the way right. for that cheaper gas. Now, mind you, I was on my way to meet my f meet Kristen for breakfast right. at a diner. Mm -hmm. Where I have no idea if the omelet I ordered was cheaper by three cents at another diner across town, or when I got my oil changed, I had I did have a coupon. It was expensive, but like I didn't shop around for other places for oil. So the only behavior I do this with is with gas, mm -hmm. and I swear to God, it's because we grew up. In the 70s and 80s when everyone was, was obsessed with, with, with the, the price of gas. I was in mom and dad's. I was in mom and dad's belly. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> I was in mom and in dad's. In the seahorse. You in were. the seahorse's yes. belly. Like, I, I don't do that. I'm kind of a lazy consumer. You know, I am brand. I think that. I think you. But it's like, it's inherent. It is inherent. We're obsessed. There are apps. Where's the cheaper gas? And if you think about, you would be surprised how many people are going to respond. Like everybody's obsessed. Everybody's with the price obsessed of with the price of gas. Hello, people. Think about how much you buy. If you go through a Starbucks drive-through, right, for a whatever, right, you are not a person who should be obsessed about the, th the, the three, three cents, cents cheaper. It's not a criticism. It's just an observation. I, at first, I was and I am like, victim to it. Dad, like Dad. <laughs> You are like uh, you're officially a shapeshifter or something <laughs> that we can talk about because I think that that's such a dad thing. I feel like it's just inherent in me that I I pay attention to the price of gas so much and I pay attention to so little. And you pay attention to the weather. That's ridiculous. I am obsessed with the weather. The we weather all know and this. gas. You officially are old. You're so old. I know. Right now. Well, I I've always been obsessed with the weather. But you, like but really. I know it's ridiculous and I really think it's because of the past generations our parents and we didn't have they didn't have gas remember the gas crisis? I remember the gas crisis and dad had that Chevrolet what did he have this Chevrolet he had a lot of cars the I don't green know car one. I don't think I was born yet I don't even know if I was born yet I think dad told me so much the green I car was the duster I think that mm. dad told that story so much I felt like I was alive during <laughs> that time <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I think that's what it is. So I, I got nothing to say. In conclusion. Yes. We are crows yelling at people in rubber masks. And that that's it. We're done. <laughs> done with the podcast. I'm done. <laughs>
That was my self-realization today. And I love that you thought about this while you're getting your oil changed and you didn't look, you weren't looking on the phone. Like you weren't scrolling. You I were was literally just sitting too tired. And thinking. And yeah. that's what you were thinking about. Well, you know, what's weird is, um, and you know what I think I'm about? I'm an asshole because when I see other people just blindly scrolling through Facebook, I think like, don't you have something to read? Like I, even though I'm guilty of it. Yeah, we're all guilty of it, but I am always like, I brought something to read, but I was so tired. I just, I couldn't concentrate. So I was just staring out the you were window. Thinking about Thinking cro- about crows. the fucking price of gas. <laughs> 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 and thinking, how stupid. I mean, this is like, I literally just brought three pieces of clothing for Sophie that I bought online because I had a coupon. They, I thought they would fit me. I was wrong. And I gave them to Sophie instead of like getting my money back. So that really is just but like money giving. thrown away. No, it's not. It's but not in any case, I'm obsessing over 33 it's cents okay. because it's I'm the gonna only help thing. You. I'm going to help you. Stop. <laughs> just stop right now. You're <laughs> killing me. Right now. Just stop. An hour on 33 cents. I it's think stupid. It really is. No, because I think about things that other people, <laughs> maybe I don't think enough. I don't know. I think about things that are kind of weird. Yeah. That are kind of interesting. Yes. I don't know what it is yet. Um, Because I'm not thinking right now. I'm waiting for you. Hold on. Now I'm looking at my other notes. Don't. Oh, my God. You are killing me. I needed notes today because I'm so fucking tired. Well, what did you do? You had the gala. Yeah. We had our fundraiser at work with Gladys Knight. And I had to organize the pre-show party. Which was fun. So okay, I found my notes. So I, I'm going to skip on your notes for a minute. I wanted to give a shout out. So I was oh, thinking. I know what we're going to talk about. I was about. thinking about today. All right, hold on. Hold on. I was think I was very nostalgic today. I don't know. The feeling of like fall coming and, you know, my trauma with the Oliva twins that don't listen to the podcast. But the Oliva twins and the party I had on Halloween and nobody came. And so uh, my friend Kristen from not, not our Kristen, um, not not the not photography Kristen photo muse my friend Kristen V I'm giving her a shout out and we just literally just message each other about the really funny things that happened growing up and I really appreciated it so I'm kind of giving a shout out to the to the group of friends I had growing up that were really nice to me and I really appreciated it that is so boring I just (laughs) (laughs) your crowd your crow (laughs) story your crow story was both are boring I was trying to be kind that's nice I was being kind to that I think it's Speaking of being kind, yes, not being kind. What? You told me a story that <laughs> is worth mentioning. Oh God, I'm afraid. Okay, so somebody in my past mm-hmm. contacted you. Oh, don't even. Okay, yeah, let's talk about it. Let's yeah. talk about it. Let's talk about it because it's yeah. an important topic and to it, talk it's, about. It, it hits a nerve with me. This comes. The nerve that it hits is when men my whole life have told me to smile because we all know I have a crazy resting bitch face. Always have, even when I was little. And even when I was little and some fucking man would say, smile. I even at a very young age knew like, I am not here to make you feel comfortable. I am not here to entertain you. So this is the nerve. So you told me the story and I was like, oh, that's the nerve. Do you want to tell it? I yeah, I guess I don't know if I could say it right, but it was just a very. Uh, I'll tell it to you. It's a no, it's a very. It was a kind interaction with somebody from your past, and he, I had some information that would have been helpful for him, 
and so I just sent a really nice message of here's uh, here's I forwarded on a picture, social media on social media. Here's a picture of what maybe you were looking for. Blah blah blah. And he says, well, how are you guys doing? I was like, we're, yes. I said, I'm doing really well. I said, the podcast is doing really great. And he was like, oh, I haven't really caught up or listened to it. What's, what's the, um, what's the email? What's the, uh, what Link, is it? The website. The website. So I tell him the website. And I guess while we were just kind of having a very gentle chat of like, how are his kids, his family, whatever. He's, he messaged, he's like, uh, he's like Donna looks so much better with longer hair and I was like and I and I said I said what I said actually that's me <laughs> and I was like bye-bye <laughs> Sophie just <laughs> spit <laughs> out <laughs> <laughs> and I was like I was like <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, what an asshole thing to say. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, Donna looks better with her. I'm like, that's me. Oh and he was God. like, he was like, oh, you know, like I should get my glasses on. Now he knew me when I was 15 years old. And I'm just like, uh, I was like, that was kind of like an asshole thing to say. And I was like, oh, I got to tell Donna this. Yeah. And then Donna was like, that's it. Like, <laughs> she was like, that's it. Gloves off. Like you haven't been in touch. That's the. You haven't been in touch with someone. You haven't seen them definitely in twenty plus 20 years or plus long, long time. Long time. <laughs> you touch base, and they judge you based on how you look. Yes, totally. Well, and they it feel just says, extremely. It just says a lot about how they feel about themselves. That's well, true. that's what you know, that's the conclusion that's that Donna does. came up with. But the point is, is that that's how it always is. I bet we're going to a family thing. Yeah. How many people are gonna say, "Oh my God, you lo- lose weight? Are you dieting?" Are you not, or you gained some weight? Have you thought about dieting? Oh, it looks like you did. You know, you're. I can't imagine what about my gray hair. But I'm just saying, yeah. like, it's the first thing okay, that people. Back. That's the first thing that people kind of look at is your appearance. Like, yeah, you haven't seen somebody in so long. The first thing you go to is the change of the appearance. Yeah, and it's like that's not the right. That's not really a cool thing to do. I try to tell people how healthy they look if they look healthy. Like it doesn't you matter. You look healthy, or you look healthy. You look happy. I love that I you, you have such a great glow. I say, I say that. I say, wow, you look really happy. Yeah. Are things going well? Yeah. But it's not like, oh man, I haven't seen you in ten years. Looks like it's put rough. on a couple pounds. Yeah. Rough. It's rough. <laughs> Looks like look you're a little rough. rough. <laughs> How's the pizza going for you? Like you <laughs> just like, I and it's so interesting. But I feel like. You, I, I am much more obsessive about my personal appearance than you are. Oh, I don't get, I don't. Because you, not, you don't. really don't care. Like I. I want to look good. I. Look fun, but I'm not like, I'm not losing sleep. I definitely have vanity that could probably tip a scale to not, not so great. Healthy. Nice. Whatever. I acknowledge it. I mean, I've said it on the podcast at bedtime. I literally have seven different moisturizers I put right. on my face. Um. I still wear Gina Tay. You still? <laughs> <laughs> I still have Gina Tay. <laughs> Gina Tay. <laughs> I still I still use Gina Tay. Do you remember when? Do you remember when pond. Cindy Crawford <laughs> sang with Bobby Short for the Charlie commercial? What? When it was like they call Char- it. She went Charlie. <laughs> do you remember that? I do. Oh, my God. That gives me such joy. I need to find that on YouTube. Somebody send that to me. Charlie. (laughs) (laughs) 
still use puns. And oh, well, I, I use puns. I actually, I actually, there. No, I have to say, I have to say, Sal, if Sally Ann hooks me, hooked me up 10 years because she figured out I was using Gina Tay from my set. Yeah, and Sally Ann was like, you're embarrassing the family. She really was. And yes. she, so I uh, now I'm, I only use Arbonne. But I, it's the only yeah, thing. Yeah, that's a little, yeah. It's expensive. But it's the only thing I really use on my face. Right, and, and you don't really use it in excess and you're not obsessed, whatever. I don't wear but makeup. But my point was that somebody just looked at two yeah. sisters and because you let your hair go natural gray, which actually if my gray uh, hair came in I like think, that, I, I probably would keep it that yeah. way. We've had this discussion. I like. I am gonna at some point if go your gray. gray. Comes out, you'd be Josie and the Pussycats, and that'd be hot. I wish. I don't. It's right in the middle. It's not in the middle. Oh, it's not in the middle. It's dumb. It. Chris calls me Grandpa Munster. <laughs> <laughs> That's how my gray is coming in. So no, I'm not ready to go gray. Thanks for asking. <laughs> but if you if. I'm just paying you a compliment. You keep Thank your hair you. very I short. It. I appreciate your it. Your gray hair looks really great. I, I love the natural that. look. It's everybody should be doing what makes them happy, etc. Right. You have great clear skin, even though you got freckles like you're fucking eight <laughs> years old. That's okay. <laughs> Connect the dots. But, it's a constellation. But the point, point is that he looked at the picture at a glance, and you are considerably younger than me, so I like that people think that we're the same yes. age. But that's just me being cruel. But... Yeah. That he looked at the picture and he was like, oh, gray hair, that must be Donna. And in the context of what his memory of is of me, it's it didn't seem right. So he probably was like, oh, it doesn't fit because even though there are some people who think we don't look anything alike, but there are some people who we mistake look us for each other twins. as twins. We often get, and so, but yeah. he, he just glanced like, oh, gray hair, you must be older. Oh, wait, she doesn't really look the same as herself. No, it's just, and then I, I basically said that I look like crap. Like, that's how <laughs> I talk. Like, it yeah. basically was. Well, no, here's what he said, and this is what is really shitty. It was, you don't look attractive to me, i.e. fuckable, okay? Ew, so men in general, right? and no, I'm you're, generalizing, you're 100%. I'm owning it, Own it, but pay attention to how men talk to you. It's yeah, always it's true. It, as if, if you're fuckable or not fuckable. Oh, damn. And there That's are, I don't, now don't get me wrong, I'm happy to take a compliment from a, a guy friend who tells me, you look really hot. Which yeah, means right. you look fuckable. I'll take it. I don't mind that. I don't get bent out of shape about that shit. But when it's just in general that it means that the presence of women to make you feel comfortable, to make you feel happy and entertained, i.e. comfortable, that's not our fucking role. Say I'm it, not Donna. your mom. That's right. I'm not your wife. That's right. I don't give a shit if you think I'm fuckable you or go. cute or sweet to look that's at. Right. Fuck the fuck off on the fucking horse you fucking rode on in, and I'll write it down on a postcard for you. So you'll get a postcard every day, read the mail that says, fuck you and your fucking horse, <laughs> to remind you when you look at women, yeah, they're not here to fucking entertain you. I do catch people in my life who shall remain so, nameless who will say things like, oh, she doesn't look like she made much effort. For you? She doesn't need to make fucking effort for you. The other that, thing that bugs me—that was mom. I don't know. If that was, that, was that mom. is mom. Mommy's the other thing that bugs me, what? and I'm like quick, and I could be in any setting. All of a sudden, you have energy. Okay, <laughs> go ahead. I'm listening. I could be in any setting, but if I'm 
watching something like, say, a news channel. Yeah. And there's somebody who Rachel Maddow's talking to who wrote a book about, I don't know, Palestinian-Israeli, um, you know, relations. Mm -hmm. And somebody makes a comment about their haircut. Oh, yeah. Or their lipstick or whatever. She's not in the fucking beauty pageant. Right. She's not a burlesque model to do like, look at me. How do you feel? She's like, my brain. Right. Look at my if brain. If she's not doing something that is, look at me and how does it make you feel emotionally? That could be a performance artist. That could be a stripper. That could be a right. seduction. That could be something. Whatever that woman wants to do, if she's asking you to react to her physical appearance, yeah. then that would be appropriate maybe italics but if she's talking about something that has nothing to do her fucking haircut means fucking nothing to you don't say anything i think that we have to be very uh, clever how we're going to title this podcast <laughs> <laughs> fuck off on your <laughs> fucking horse and like here yeah. i'll give a good shout out to our uh good listener friend tim Who's raising boys. Right. And he often will DM me. Right. When we talk about stuff like this, like, you know, I should have punched that guy in the neck that right. one time. And I'm like, you know what? I'm so glad that men like that right. are raising boys. I'm glad that women out there are raising boys. Right. Just to be aware, like, stop doing that shit. It's a lot of pressure, and that's why I kind of I don't I don't feed into it. I don't like that attention, and we've had this I've had this discussion my whole, you know, like even as a as a younger person, having so much attention was very uncomfortable because it was attractive, and so I would purposely make myself not attractive, right? And then it still didn't work because it's really what you project. But it's like yes, can we go back to your three a.m. on I actually have the date. Here's the date. What date? What are you February talking about? February 19th, yeah. 1995. All right. At 3 a.m., where were you? I have no idea. I'm going to tell you. She was in the hospital. No, she wasn't. She, was on, she wasn't in the hospital. What? We were home. We had just That was home. two days after I was born, yeah. Mom. Oh, oh Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Oh. It's okay. <laughs> it's all right. You forgot. Like, what was that? It's okay. What was that? I have a vivid memory. Yeah. Okay. So the baby, I had promised to come and stay with you and help you with the night shift. Right, right. And you were having a very difficult time trying to breastfeed Sophie. Oh, so So after 24 hours of having the baby home, mm -hmm. Sophie was just screaming. Yeah. And mom woke me up in the middle of the night. Or she didn't wake me up. She came into the room because I was already awake because we didn't know what to do, et cetera. Right. Mom was like, listen to me. That baby is starving. And at that time, the La Leche people were oh my really God, terrible. We've talked about that. Yeah, it's oh really terrible. Gosh. So we really felt like nice garbage me. if we couldn't Breast get feed, this baby, yeah. this teeny tiny baby on she your ginormous tit. <laughs> <laughs> your tit was as big as this fucking kitchen chair. Your areola was as big as a plate. <laughs> and Sophie was like six pounds. She was like tiny. She was tiny. so She was tiny. little. Her little body fit she was the in my palm of my hand. She was cutest. so little. So little. And there was no way she was getting on that giant, enormous. You, are, uh, you were on a high horse today. <laughs> you were on fire. I'm not so, sure what to do right now. Okay. So I'm so overtired. I like I'm almost drunk with tired. So. 
mom came in and she gave me she gave me twenty dollars. She was like, "Go to Shoprite, and get Infamil with iron right now, because that baby is starving." I don't care that I'm like she really wants to breastfeed, and mom was like, "I don't give a shit. Go get food best thing for mom the baby. Did. That yeah. is the best thing, best mom, thing did. mom did." So I was like, "All right, I'm gonna go to Shoprite," and you were like awake and frustrated and cat, and mom was like, "Go with her, get some fresh air." Regardless that your vagina was like in heel yeah, mode. I, I love open. how. Could you please stop An talking about wound. my anatomy here? Like I'm it's a little uncomfortable. <laughs> could you stop? This well, you know, put it in the category of babies. You know, it's <laughs> different. Jesus. So anyway, it's 3 a.m. It's February. Yeah. We're bundled up. It's freezing. We've had zero sleep. Zero. Imagine how we looked. Okay. Yeah. So we find the infamil and I said, oh, while I'm here, let me pick up something else. I can't right. remember. But I went a couple aisles over and then I couldn't find you. Do you know the story? Sophie? I don't even know the story. I have no idea. I couldn't find your mom. And I'm like looking around like who's in shop right at 3 a.m. <laughs> for fuck's sake. Who's and then I look around and your mom is chatting with this dude. He I guess he talked to me. <laughs> She's getting a date. <laughs> She's getting a date. That's right. I, was I literally <laughs> screamed at you. I don't remember. You don't remember? I don't remember. You don't remember? Because you were... <laughs> I always got You were like, numbers. imagine I'm by the cash registers <laughs> and you're way up by like where the meat is. <laughs> and there's nobody. And I yelled down the aisle, <laughs> you're not available! <laughs> <laughs> I was so tired and cranky. Like now? And you were like... So chatty, so chatty I with was the guy. Like and yes, you were. You were giggly. You were giggly. And you were flirting. Good for me. Good for me. So the point is, it is true that Kathy always could get a guy. No always. matter No matter what. what. No, no matter, matter what. what. I would take you places I was, and I would I was say, 400 no boys. 400 pounds gray hair. 400 pounds gray hair, no makeup. I had a unibrow. Yes. I wore only black. Half bra, like I didn't care. Half bra, half bra, half bra. She half just had put a bra. On. I was gonna say one hook, <laughs> just like just one just hook, <laughs> barely on. As you would say, I was a Hudson Valley zero, negative six. <laughs> I was a Hudson Valley negative six. I don't six. know what that means. Oh, Sophie's a Hudson oh. Valley ten. Yes. <laughs> what is that? A, I'm a Hudson Valley ten in LA four. <laughs> But I did Anastasia did Wait, upgrade how did me to you LA come up with five this scale. How did what's the eh, it's just me and Ja, you know? <laughs> we just talk about it. Oh my god. But that's god. okay. I did I'm not now in LA five, guys. I I did not realize we were gonna be talking about me like this and it's a little embarrassing. Well, we're gonna take a break and when we come back we're gonna I answer a I can't question. even right now. Oh my god. I cannot believe you <laughs> talked about that. What you do to me There's nothing left to see You left me in the dark now And I'm blended with disease What you do to me
Are you okay? Have you recovered? I'm a little embarrassed. <laughs> Talking about Cutting. my areolas. Everybody poops. <laughs> Everybody has nipples. I know. I know. I'm over it. It's good. It's great. It's entertaining. Or at least they start out with nipples. I hope it was helpful. Whatever we were talking about. <laughs> I have no <laughs> idea what it was about. But it was it's helpful. So what are we talking about? This is going to be one of those podcasts where people are going to text me or message me and I'm not going to remember. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. We got important business to talk about. Now, yeah, let's get down to business. So this is for entertainment purposes only, obviously. So that's our... um, We hope it's for entertainment (laughs) purposes. I'm hoping you're entertained. Okay, go ahead. Okay. So um, before we recorded our last episode, I put up on the story like anything you want to ask us right and somebody did write us but it didn't really work with the topic at hand last week with aj so i saved it oh okay okay and i thought it was appropriate and you and i had a long talk in a on a car ride uh this week about it and it's the perfect time of year to talk about this again and we probably talk about this every october which is the fact that the walls you know the veil the veil between the two worlds is very thin yes so um goose girl nine wrote to us and said how do you know if the spirit or ghost that is talking to you is who they say they are and i thought that was just such a great question because you and i talk about that a lot um do we really talk about that a lot? <laughs> i don't think I we, I don't we think talk we about stuff like, like that. that right and I think it's a good question, especially because the veil is very thin. The veil is like, if you can just imagine, like a thin film uh, between the living world and the and the uh, past over world. I don't know what it's called. But, um, so this is where... You're I've seen Beetlejuice. I know what you're talking I about. I know, I know. So for those who haven't seen Beetlejuice, like this is really the time where people have more paranormal experiences because the veil so thin they have spiritual experiences because the veil so thin for me this is my busiest time it's where my my psychic abilities are really heightened because of it the energy um it's it's just a, it's just a really fantastic energy that happens um i like to talk about this as though it's a public announcement you know like what do they call that like a abc special or something the more talk, you know the more you know is this now is not the time to use a Ouija board. <laughs> no, it is not. This is a really serious conversation. And I know we've had it. We've talked about it on a couple other podcasts, but I can't um, express it enough how dangerous it is to open up the spirit realm without knowing what you're doing and not protecting yourself. So if you have something that you're hearing, like what's her name? Uh, she's Goose girl. Goose girl. Goose girl, I love that you're experiencing this 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 uh, phenomenon of hearing something. Unless you're invoking it in a very sacred space where you're asking for protection um, and you're not doing a seance or doing a Ouija board, you have to ha- kind of how does it how does this energy make you feel? Not necessarily the person that you're asking for. Um, so I, I would say don't believe them. <laughs> I would say. 90% don't believe that. Uh, it can be a manipulating force. If you're uh, with somebody and you guys are doing something together, um, or if you're in a house, sometimes you can look up the history of the house. If, you already, if you're gifted and you have medium tendencies, then that's something different. But I, I don't know what your, what your skill level is as far as using your third eye. So I'm going to kind of answer it in a broad scope. 
if you're fooling around and you just want to like see what it's like by burning a candle and asking somebody to say hi, do not trust that. If you're using a Ouija board, do not trust that. If you're at a seance, don't trust that. (laughs) Right. Don't trust that. If you are in a situation where you are with a professional, if you're with a professional and you're able to kind of contain and also know how to protect yourself, then I would say, yeah, that might be it. So if you would like to do something in October and Halloween time that's spooky dealing with spirits, light as a feather, stiff as a board (laughs) is the best game ever. No darkness will come. It's like, fine. It's just Mm -hmm. using your power. So I always like to tell people it's the Ouija board is not a game. Uh, You know, Donna uses this expression so well. It's like, how do you explain it when you use a Ouija board? I say it's like new. It's like um, having a parade of drunk people in front of your house and you just leave your door wide open. Right. And who's going <laughs> to wander in your house? It's a lot. And you're trying to get this weird drunk person out of your right. house. Don't puke in my house. Don't. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's a lot. You have no idea what you're inviting in mm-hmm. your house. And the, the first uh, part of my main job, my, my, you know, we've talked about this on the podcast is that part of it is that I go in and help people who've invited things in that they can't get rid of. And it can be very emotionally, psychologically, and physically damaging to have that kind of energy in your house because it doesn't necessarily leave you all the time. So it's not really worth it. It's yeah. It's not really worth it. No, it goes back to like uh, uh, more things that annoy me. I think that's the title of this I podcast. I think today is, I don't know, you're on all fire. This, all the things that annoy me. Um, ghosts and spirits or whatever. They're not parlor tricks. I think at this point, oh, yeah. if if you're, quote unquote, a non-believer, you haven't had the experience, that's fine. You can say there's no such things as ghosts and then a kajillion people around you will tell you their experiences with them. And I feel like it's, it's like, um, I don't know. I've never been to the Grand Canyon, but I certainly believe that it's there. I haven't seen it for myself. I'm just going on everyone else's experiences that it actually is there. Right. So then um, I don't feel the need for people to, I don't know, show me pictures of it. Or I don't know. It's like I don't, I just accept it. Yeah, it's there. Okay, it's there. But I don't need parlor tricks around it. It's why, uh, you know, the theater where we work, we definitely have spirits in the theater. But we live with them. We uh, coexist with them. Um, Just this past week, uh, it was kind of the beginning of our busy season. Yeah. And we call him Roger. And Roger seems to always... For me, for years, he would um, something would fall off the wall but not break, and it would be in the weird place, and it usually would be face down the day of the f- first show. Right. Like, I would walk in, and I'd be like, oh, okay. Right. Got you, Roger. Um, Michael was downstairs in the ladies' room, and he saw that there was a light bulb out, mm-hmm. and he uh, took the light bulb out, or it was something about a light bulb going out, and then he said, Roger, why are you uh, putting out light bulbs? And a fixture next to him went out. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> well, you know, and I w- it's that kind of stuff. No, but my point yeah. is that um, there are people in our area. We have a very haunted area. Yeah, we do. Yeah. We, you know, and they're always asking to come into the theater with their equipment. Yeah. And I'm like. They're not zoo animals, like right. They're they're, they're she, not they're, zoo animals, right? Right. It's Why not I've been sci- living, right. we've been lo- coexisting with them for great for years, 
why would I want to upset that apple cart? I don't understand. I think there's a, there's such a fascination with it. Um, I think for me, what I wanted to also is, is just go back to Goose Girl is this, is that if it's somebody that you love that passed away and you hear their name, ask them to come in your dream. Ask them to see you can see them in your dream. Mm. If it's truly a presence, it will it w- they will come to you in your dream and trust your dream. You know, trust your dreams. Um, if you are feeling kind of out of sorts and because being clairaudient and clairvoyant and clairessient are all different things. Clairessient is when you can feel things. Clairvoyant is when you can see things. Clairaudient is when uh, you can hear things. Now, I, I can do all of them, and it depends on what situation it is. But m- most of the experiences I've had to help people is that when people, when there's energy in their house and they hear names, it's trying to draw, it's trying to draw you in. So if it's somebody that you love, that you're kind of asking for, just ask to see them in their dream and then you can kind of trust it. Uh, but I, I would stay away from that kind of thing. I suggest staging your house. I don't know what the situation. So I'm kind of yeah, like, there's no context. I don't really know what the context is. I'm just trying to cover it all because um, if you are clairaudient, then that's fascinating. And that's another conversation. Give us a text and I can help you with that. You mm-hmm. know, um, I think that it's the safety part that I'm really, I get really protective of everybody as the safety part mm. of protecting yourself when you're, whenever you're exploring your spirit and whatever faith based you have, you know, you have Archangel Michael, you have a purple coat. I don't, whatever it is you have to, well, you, you say protect protection, like, like what for me? Yeah. Like you say, you just throw it out there and there are people who are listening who don't know. What do you mean by that? Well, if you are trying, like you sit down and you burn candles, you want to talk to somebody. That's what I'm, that's where I'm going. Like what are like from goose girl? Like, I don't know where it's coming from, but is this is like, before you do any spiritual work, you make a statement of protection. However you, whatever you feel is protecting. If it's the universe, say universe, please protect me with white light. If you are uh, like me, I like saints and angels. I say Archangel Michael, thank you for protecting me as I explore my spirit. Um, it, for, for you, you always say, whenever we go to places, I got the purple coat. I put my purple coat on. You say purple coat, which is protection for you. It's the, the point is that you're, you're kind of setting yourself for success of not being invaded by negativity by doing protection. Uh-huh. It's always good practice when you're doing spiritual work. Um, it, you know, and I think it's really important. I think it's really important. And I agree with you is that when people, when there are spirits around you, not everybody wants to come and talk to you just because a loved one passes away. doesn't mean they automatically want to talk to you. Um, you're going to have the same relationship as though they passed away and you could see somebody to help you. There's, I, I'm still trying to find a really good medium, mm. um, to help us out. But the, the point is, is that Donna is making a really good point. It's like, it's really fun to go to a haunted house um, and to kind of feel the energy, but they probably are scaring you because they don't want to be bothered. (laughs) You know, they don't want you in their space. So really respect the dead, really respect the spirit. Um, because unless uh, it's your house, unless it's your house and it's it's your space, right. And you're sharing the space, but going out specifically like, Uh, like those stupid, the paranormal, uh, uh, chasers. Yeah. And I have a problem when, if you're going to do that, do it for a purpose. If, if there's an entity bothering a family, 
then do it so to help to find out and then get somebody like myself to cleanse out the house. Yeah, yeah. I'm in. I'm right, in. right. I'm all in. Right. But to go there just to record to say, ooh, look at that. When You know what makes me crazy? That, you know what a trigger me. for me is? What? When they go, give us a sign. I'll give you a sign. I'll give you a fucking I'll sign. I'll give you a sign. Get out. <laughs> get out. Get the fuck out. Um, <laughs> they trip them. Yeah, give us a sign. Why? No. Why? Uh, if you're... Well, the thing is, is like paranormal investigating, I think, is a really important thing, especially if you're if there's a house that's causing trouble. I'm absolutely OK with exploring. But I think that just I'm for shits and giggles. Just for the parlor trick to give us a sign. sign. Did you see that? Did you feel that? Yeah. Shut up. It's not healthy. Assume it's happening. You know, I think it's just really not healthy practice. Yeah. It's like it's like coming into our house. Is somebody there? Give me a sign. <laughs> I'll give you a sign. <laughs> coming into somebody's house. Yeah. There's so many. I just want to give them the Batman slap. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like, I don't know. I, I Like I said, I work with a lot of people who used Ouija boards, who invoked energy, who said, give me a sign. Meanwhile, they were dormant and fine and happy, but they were provoking energy. And now they're like, what do we do now? And I'm like, you know what? Leave them alone. How mm-hmm. about we leave them alone and show them the light? But that's it. Um, so there's just so many different. There's so many different energies out there that we could go on and on and on about. But I wanted to answer that question, mm-hmm. especially Halloween time. Super fun. Yeah. Halloween time is it's the else? busiest time. It's yes. the busiest time. Light as a feather. Stiff as a boy. <laughs> it's the busiest time. Like on the other side. <laughs> it's really busy. Yeah. It's really busy. It's on like the a parade <laughs> happening. <laughs> it's, a, it's a lot out there. It's a lot. It gets really busy this time yeah. for me. I hear um, I hear um, knocks happen for me now we talked about knocks donna three knocks are bad two knocks are okay how many knocks did you have i have had three and i have had two that's why you are the way that's why you were screaming like that you were channeling whatever was in your house (laughs) mouth i'm not screaming you were like i have nothing in my house that misogyny makes me yell haunted not haunted (laughs) it doesn't matter (laughs) (laughs) then that's it then that's it that's it no i've heard three knocks i've heard i wake up thinking was that a knock and i'm wide awake i was i lived in an apartment um i lived in an apartment that was on an indian burial ground and we shut up nope it's right and i'm gonna point in between Asopus and that other place that whole place is all Mm. there's so many monasteries there's so many places there and uh let me tell you something how haunted it was so i would be laying down and it would not they would knock three times i would get up and all of a sudden i visualize this like little elf thing like chasing around in the middle of the night i'm like get out of my house get out of my house i must look crazy um, but all of the tenants, there was five of us and three were skeptics and two got pushed over. One's door would open up and then shut really hard. And she had, um, and her husband was handicapped. So that was Ooh. really scary. I had to go in there. Yeah. And I'm like, why am I putting out these fires in my, in this, in this apartment complex? Mm. It was bad. It was really bad. I had, to, I had to leave because it was just too much. And there was a room. I have a picture of me in my room and the orbs are like huge in the picture. And I couldn't even go in that room. Mm. It was just like I slept in the living room. It was just so small. Anyway, 
Yeah, so there apparently there was a lot of like um, burial places, whether mm-hmm. it was in, in Native American or whether it was something else. Mm-hmm. Cemetery wise, there was so much energy. Yeah. Didn't you have a slave? Yeah, uh, that was in that was on Fair Street. Oh, in Kingston. In Kingston, and that was the trail. We, it was part of a, a underground uh, trail, um, and w- there was a tree. This is a very interesting story about this house. I, I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast, but I the first time I walked into the house, I said, "Hi, Betsy, I'm home." I think we did talk yeah, about it a long time ago. So I walk into the house and I was like, "Hey, Betsy, I'm home." And my ex was like, don't do that. Don't say that. I'm like, oh, okay. I was like, uh, I think Betsy's going to help me in some way. And I said, hey, Betsy, I'm home. And every time I walk into the house, I would say, hey, Betsy, I'm home. So there was a domestic situation in my house. It was 1 o'clock in the morning. I run outside. I'm pregnant. And I run outside to get some fresh air, get out of the house. And there was snow. And the neighbor across the street was shoveling. I think she was shoveling her driveway. And she's looking at me and I'm crying and she just says, come here, you know, and I hadn't met her yet. And we were there like six months and I, she told me who she was and she goes, why are you crying? I was like, oh, it's just a stupid fight with, you know, you know, whatever. Asshole. Yeah. And, and I said, I'm fine. I'm fine. I said, I, she goes, how do you like that house? I said, I actually love the house. I feel so calm. I feel safe in the house, but I feel like there's a lot of energy in the house. And she goes, my best friend died in that house. Her name was Elizabeth mm. and we called her Betsy. Mm. And I was like, because I was before I was really practicing and I was like, Whoa. Mm-hmm. and I ran upstairs. I'm like, I'm like, Eric, Eric, I was like, you're not going to believe this. But he's like, I don't want to talk about it. I'm like, Betsy's real and she's going to get you. Like, I was <laughs> like, she's going to get you. And um, I always slept in the den. We didn't sleep in the same room. So I slept in the den downstairs and at 12 o'clock, she'd always be washing the dishes. The mm-hmm. water would turn on, the dishes would clank, and I knew it was her, and I was so comfortable. Mm-hmm. And so from that opening up, um, the, the backyard, there was a tree that went over the neighbor, uh, over our yard in the back, and then the neighbor acro- uh, right next door, Sophie would never run underneath. She was little. She must have been like three. I don't know, three or four. No, uh, she five. was five. five. She was five. Mm-hmm. She would run underneath she would never run underneath the tree and the neighbor and I were looking at each other and I threw the ball under, she would go around the tree and he looked at me and he says, I think I have to cut the limb down. I said, I think you have to, and he was really, <laughs> I said, I think you do too. And he, he did, he took care of the tree and then Sophie would run underneath. Mm-hmm. And so with the energy, we both talked about that there must've been a hanging or something mm-hmm. there. And it's like, we experienced so many things in that house but i always felt safe mm. i never felt like i was in danger i mean that that also goes back to goose girl the question for me it usually you, you usually answer your own question because if you are open to it most right. of us have some sort of experience right and whatever your initial instinct is right. listen to that right I sometimes you're like i think my mom is contacting me right and it very well could be your mom Right. Because you feel like that as opposed to like, oh, there's something that's telling me it's my mom. Right, right. Like you you just listen to your own inner bell. It, you're usually correct. I, I didn't hear the word Betsy. I just said Betsy. It just was. Right. This, and they, no, no, that's what I, yeah, I mean. Like, yeah, my gut. Feeling. You know, your gut, there's, it's like people. You know, when you meet people and you're like, there's, I don't know, I clicked with her right away and we became close friends. 
Then there's other people that you meet. There's no real energy or connection there. And the person's like, hey, do you want to hang out? And you're like, oh, you know. Right. Well, maybe not. Yeah. Like, well, I want to tell that story. I don't think I ever told the story on here. I don't think I told this part of the story. It has to do with Josh. Is that I never had a reading with Josh before. And I was I was in a domestic situation and I was laying in the den and I put the bed finally in the den. I made the den my bedroom and I was laying down and I heard Kathy really loud Mm -hmm. and I woke up and I said, what, what, what? And there was nobody around and it freaked me out because I definitely heard my name and and I was I was really freaked out. And then Tracy said, you got to call Josh and you got to tell him. That spirit freaked me out that I talked, I went to a professional and Josh told me, you have to leave that house. It's going to get, it's going to get violent. And I didn't believe him. And I said, that spirit's helping you. You have to get out of the house before the holidays. And uh, I didn't, I left on October 28th. And that's when that situation happened right before our holidays. Mm -hmm. That spirit saved my life. And so there, this is, again, before I even knew, a, like, really tuned into my spirituality, but that there are helpers around you. And it, but it, I, again, I went by my instincts of how it made me feel. If you walk into a f- house and you're feeling creeped out, trust your instincts, get the hell out, you know? But when I walked into a house, I felt warm and I felt safe and I felt comfortable and I just trusted my instincts and it ended up really benefiting me. And that's what helpers spirits can do. But there are spirits, again, that won't help you. And they're tricksters and they have agendas. It's a lower vibration. It's a lower vibration, just like people. Just like people. They're just like people and fairies. (laughs) (laughs) Goddamn fairies. (laughs) Because fairies. (laughs) Sorry, Ryan. Anyway. Oh, that was a lot to talk about. That was a lot to talk about. So I hope everybody's excited about the veil. <laughs> the veil being thin. Now is the time to kind of just enjoy the weather. I don't know if you're not from New York. I don't. Sally Ann's not enjoying her. What she's down in North Carolina. It was like ninety degrees out. No thanks. No, I love New York. Not for me. Love you guys, but I love New York. Yeah. What's coming up this month, Cass? So much is happening. <laughs> so much. I'm. T- I don't want to. I don't want to put anything on. What? 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 What's happening this month? What are your events in your I don't spirit ha- space? I don't. I'm not. I. I don't know yet. I don't know yet. Okay. We're gonna put that out there. Some things. Most things are filled. I'm teaching tarot class. It's filled. Okay. That's basically it. Well, we're also vending in Fishkill. I forgot that. Don't roll your eyes at me. I am rolling my eyes. I at forgot you. it. Don't be mad at me. She's so mad at me. I need I need support. Okay, so we're vending and in Fishkill, we're doing the Bone Serpent Moon Oddity Show. Oddity Show, which mm-hmm. is amazing. It's, it's con- the mm-hmm. topic is Conjure Man. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be s- it's not the topic; it's the theme. The theme is Conjure Man, mm-hmm. and so we're going to be putting a lot of like spell kits and chakra kits together. Uh, it's going to be awesome. Come say hi. Come say hi. We always mm-hmm. love it. We have another workshop in the works. That's in November. Mm-hmm. November 10th. It doesn't matter. We're going to announce it. Yes, we're going to announce it. We have it. a workshop at Hudson River Yoga again. We're starting so that exciting. again. Very exciting. We should get Susanna back on. Yeah, let's do that. And um, this focuses on stress. 
stress management seems to be the key right now. So we really want to, especially before the holidays are kicking in and have some safety plans on how we can handle the anxiety and stress, expectations and obligations. That was brilliant. (laughs) That was exactly what we're doing. Yay. Expectations and obligations. Yeah, that's good. Yes. That is good. That is very good. So that's what we're working on, getting ready for the holiday season. Okay. I had a lot of fun, Don. So much going on. Okay. I'm going to do a crowd cast right before Halloween on October 30th with our Patreon folks. And we're going to continue the conversation mostly about like spell casting and stuff. We're going to be talking about traditions involving directions and it's going to be awesome i'm doing a crowdcast tomorrow night for uh if you're still if you're part of patreon and we're going to be doing the solar plexus of encouragement um and empowerment and self-esteem and i think it's a great topic especially after aj's i think it's all kind of together yeah aj's podcast about you know how far do we go okay how far do we go and we've got a lot more that we'll probably post Mm -hmm. all right thanks don all right all right love you bye